0: John chapter 2, beginning with verse 12. I'm happy to be teaching this because people tell me about this story all the time. And they use it to show that it's really okay to get angry. And I would like you to open your heart and mind with me and see what the verses have to say. Not what we think is happening, but what is actually taking place? Jesus has just performed his first miracle. It was a great miracle. He changed the water into wine. And what was he saying to us? That he wants to come into us and change us. He wants to make us the very best that we can be. And then, After this, he went to Capernaum with his mother and his brethren and his disciples. And they stayed there not many days. I assume they stayed many days. And I bet the word had started to spread of what he did at that wedding. And the Jews' Passover was at hand. This is a very, very important occasion for the Jewish people It celebrates the day they were freed from Egypt when the firstborn of every house without a cross of blood over the door was killed. What a terrible day and what a precious day. That was the day the believers and the obedient ones were delivered from bondage. And so Jesus went up to Jerusalem. And he went to the temple. And there in the temple, they were selling ox and sheep and doves, and the changers of money were sitting. That's not what the temple was made for. The temple was made to worship God. (laughs) And I say to you that our bodies are the tabernacle of God. It's the temple God dwells in us, and he doesn't want bad things happening inside of us. And so here again, it's a picture of what he did for the, to the temple. He drove these people out. Now, the reason I ask you to read the scriptures, nowhere does it say he was angry. He was not going to tolerate misuse of the temple. And I always liked to go back to when my grandchildren were small and they were at my house and I would give them ice cream. And they would go in my den and eat their ice cream. And I would say to them, take your ice cream outside. You cannot eat ice cream in my house. You will damage my furniture. I was not angry with my grandchildren. I just was protecting my house. And the temple was the house of God. And Jesus was protecting it. And he made cords and he drove them out of the temple. And you know what I think he wants to do with us? Drive out of us the things that should not be there. And when I say that, I mean anger and bitterness and jealousy and Pride and resentment and hostility and all those evil things. God doesn't want that inside of his children who are the temple of the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit. And he drove them all out. And then he said unto them that sold the doves, These things hence made not my father's house a house of merchandise. Take these things out. That's not what's supposed to be in here. And if you read the work of the flesh, you can see the things that are not supposed to be in us. He wants them out. And his disciples remembered that it was written, The zeal of thine house has eaten me up. Then answered the Jews and they said What sign do you show us seeing that you do these things? What are you doing? And Jesus answered and he said destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. What was he talking about? He was talking about his body. He wasn't talking about the temple where they stood. He was talking about His own body, he never raised the temple, but he raised himself from the dead after three days. And then said the Jews, 46 years was this temple building, and you're going to raise it up in three days? Isn't that funny? They just plain didn't get it. And sometimes we read the Word of God and we don't get it either. And all through these miracles, as we go through this book, we're going to see what Jesus Christ wants to do in us. It's really the journey that we travel as a believer. He spoke of the temple of his body. He wasn't talking about a building. Which, therefore, was risen from the dead... The disciples remembered he had said this to them. They didn't know what it meant. But you see, about three years later, Jesus hung on that cross, and they watched. And he was put in the tomb, and they watched. And they went back, and he was gone three days later. And that's the way it is with truth. Sometimes we just don't get it. But we remember it, and days, or weeks, or months, or even years after, all of a sudden, we realize, oh, now I see what he was talking about. And they believed the scripture and the word which Jesus had said. Now, when he was in Jerusalem at the Passover, on the feast day, many believed in his name, when they saw the miracles that he did. They believed because of the miracles, not because the miracles proved who he was. But, our favorite word again, Jesus didn't commit himself unto them because he knew all men. You see, Jesus looks in our heart and he doesn't necessarily accept our words as they are spoken, but he looks deeper in to see if we really mean it. And he commits himself to those of us that mean what we say. And when we believe that Jesus Christ was God and that he actually lived and died and literally rose from the dead and wants to take up residence in us and we give him the freedom to do that, then he commits himself to us. They need not say that any should testify of man, for he knew what was in man. They didn't have to go around Saying what they believed because Jesus saw the heart. And this is a short podcast but I want to end it just by saying please remember that God sees your heart. He looks deep inside and, and He knows what we're thinking. And He knows if we say one thing and mean another. You see, we can fool each other, but we can never fool God. And when I found out that He really knows my heart and my innermost being and in my mind, it was it was a scary thing. Because lots of times, I don't want Him to know. But now, That I've been a Christian for over 50 years. I'm grateful that He knows me. Because you see, I don't have to pretend to hide things. I have to accept when I'm wrong and correct it God's way. God's way is simply to agree. Yes, God, I'm wrong. And then He forgives us and cleanses us and continues to control us. You see, He cleanses our temple just as He did that temple in Jerusalem on that Passover. And what a great thing to be cleansed. I don't know about you, but there's nothing greater than a great shower. You've been working in the yard and you're hot and sweaty and you come in and you shower and you get all that sweaty sweat off your body and you feel so good and the dirt goes down the drain, never to be seen again. Oh, but you got to shower again because you'll get dirty again. That's the Christian life. So don't ever try not to get dirty. Try to pay attention when you do. And remember our two stories so far. He changes us by cleansing us. So don't fail to accept the responsibility for your behavior and allow him to do his job to make us clean on the inside and we'll even feel better than we do when we're clean on the outside. What a privilege to live with a clean heart. God bless you and thank you for listening.